0: Welcome to the next episode of You Got got This. this.
1: What do you got? You got this.
0: So today we're going to do something a little different. But but first, before we do that. But first. I'm Pastor Zach. I remember this time.
1: And I'm Pastor Alyssa. There
0: we go. We uh, are married. Mm -hmm. We are both on staff here. And you are the kids pastor here.
1: Sure am.
0: So what we wanted to do today is really wanted to kind of Peel back the kids' ministry, so to speak. Kids' ministry is an onion. It's got layers, right? Yeah. So we uh, just want to ask you a few questions about kids' ministry, uh, about yourself, about uh, everything that goes into doing what you do at Bethel.
1: We're going to give you the reality of kids' ministry 101.
0: Whether you like it or not. Well, I guess you could just shut off the podcast. You (laughs) need to like it. You could just shut off the podcast if you don't like
1: it. If you don't listen to this podcast, I'm going to be very upset. No, No. I'm not
0: She'll but. send an email. Uh, so let's get started. So first, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: My name's Alyssa, and I've been a kids pastor here at B&E for four, almost four years almost now. four years, yeah. And prior to that, we have done youth ministry together. Yeah. Um, I started a youth group at a church in Salem, Massachusetts that we were at. Yep. Um, and that's where I interned, and we went to Bible college, and I studied pastoral ministries. Um, which was kind of like the overarching Bible major, I guess, that you can have there in
0: Bible college. That was the I can't commit to a major major. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, that it was, was the hardest major. Stop. <laughs> that meant
1: that you were going to be a senior pastor. Excuse you. <laughs> no, I'm very happy I studied pastoral ministry because it covered everything. Yeah. Versus just keeping you in a box of just kids ministry, just church admin, or just, just youth, youth ministry. Yeah. This kind of covered all the bases especially because I had already had experience doing a lot mm-hmm. of all those other ministries. But being like an executive or lead or senior or just an associate pastor at another church, mm-hmm. I would have walked in knowing nothing. So it was very helpful that I studied pastoral ministries. Um, but anyways, before then, um, I attended a church. It was a Spanish-English church, so it was bilingual. Um, we were in the Spanish AG. So it was. I never really experienced the normal like American AG mm-hmm. um, until I was really in college. And it was a very different feel, Um, but I got to work in kids ministry there for probably about eight years, and I taught Was it eight
0: years? Yeah. Wow.
1: Because I started volunteering when I was in high school, and that started out really, really early, and I started in the nursery, but I didn't love the nursery. I wanted to actually teach, not just play with the kids. So then I started working in the elementary part of it, and then quickly grew into a teacher, and I taught six to eight year olds for a while how old
0: were you when you first started
1: uh, teaching probably 13 13 14 years old mm-hmm. um and that was until i left for college about until i was about 20 years old yeah wow um i had done college beforehand but this is when i left for bible college so it I, it was i was already like 2021 20, mm-hmm. when i had done that maybe yeah 2021 20, when i left So, yeah. So I did kids ministry for a while and I thought that, okay, that's my ticket out. I'm never going to do it again. (laughs) Because I figured I did my time. I'm done. Right. That was like my line. I did my time. Yeah. Kids ministry is hard. Kids ministry is exhausting. And it's not always rewarding because you do it so often and then you get to almost see the – reap the benefits when they're in youth group it almost feels like. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you don't get to – get to have it come to fruition and see your work like kind of what God has been doing with you and with them always right it takes time and it takes maturity in the kids um but you're you're doing it you're- it's so
0: pivotal uh the role of a kids pastor cuz uh every role of a pastor is pivotal but especially for kids the the kids are at such a, a develop they go through so many developmental cycles throughout the from 6 months to fifth grade is what the age is. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's a huge a gap. Huge, yeah. And you are the kids pastor of all of that. Now, you the good thing is you've got a great team of people that are are extremely helpful. I do. Uh, but there's, there's a lot to cover because I, I think one of the things that goes unseen a lot is the contextualization of each lesson to each age group. Yeah. It's a little bit easier for adults and even for youth cuz there's not that big of an age gap, but it's like you've got to teach this lesson to a 5th grader, you also have to teach this lesson to like a 5-year-old. Yeah. So there's a there's well, a huge gap. Well, I think gap. too
1: is in kids ministry, you're really building the basics of mm-hmm. the Bible in them and you're trying to get it from teaching a basic term to making it be a real life situation, like using it in real life. Mhm. And that's the most difficult part because I think that's what happens in youth group is, okay, now real life has hit you. Right, You are at a point of making decisions, figuring out yourself, what you like, what you dislike, your friends, who you are, what you want to be, what you want to do. All of that is happening when you're in youth group. But when and you're in elementary school, puberty. yeah, that yeah. too. <laughs> but when you're in elementary school, it's kind of like you get to just be. Right. So none of it really matters yet mm-hmm. because you're just being. Like your parents are doing everything for you. You're not independent. You are just learning about Jesus and who this is and really what it can mean, what he means to you is different than what he's going to mean to you in the coming years. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it's going to put the pedal, the, what is it? Pedal to the metal? Pedal to the metal. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to put the pedal to the metal. And so that's where it's like, okay, in kids ministry, it's so important because we are building the foundation to the time when they need to make those decisions. So even though it can seem like, oh, it's not that important, it's not that pivotal what you're doing, people can say it, but it's never really, it's kind of putting your money where your mouth is, is when parents can say to me, oh, yes, it's so important, thank you so much for what you do, but nobody wants to lift a finger and help, and nobody's willing to volunteer because it's kids ministry, or it's too hard, or I want to sit in service, I haven't gotten to sit in service, or you know what, I'm just doing so much, I'm exhausted, I want to sit in here. Or you just take my kids. Like, I need to just sit in service without my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard it all. Yeah. And I understand it. Totally. Because there are some moments where I'm like, yeah, I just want to sit in service too. I want Pastor Christina to just take my kids. Right. Because um, they're in here too. But there are moments when you have to learn what is the most important thing. And yeah, I learned over time too is that I learn so much and I do have moments of worship in kids ministry. And if volunteers can almost get that in their brains of like, Mm -hmm. you can worship God while you're serving him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's the thing. Every pastor is doing that. Like some, I get, it feels like you're in church because you're in a service as a pastor. But when you're a pastor, you're always on. Church is never church again. No, until never. Unless you're like <laughs> visiting, visiting a yeah. church out of state. Yeah. Nobody knows you. Even then, you.
0: sometimes the pastor, if it's someone you you're know, still will thinking, recognize you and be and like, you, we've got yeah. pastor so-and-so in the crowd. Like, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> and you're still
1: thinking from a pastoral point of view. Yes. Of, oh, wow, I really like what they did here. Right. Look at all these resources they bring, have for yeah, kids. What can I do yes. at
0: my church? Yeah. Exactly.
1: Or what What are we doing that's really great that we wish that this church had? Or yeah. what are we doing that this church has that we wish we could bring home? Yeah. You're still working. So Constantly, once you're in yeah. that set of like that mindset, it never shuts off. So I I can sympathize when people say, like, oh, I can't volunteer because of this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. But then I also so badly wish that everybody could understand the vital role that they are playing when they choose to serve God and worship him while they are serving.
0: And I think it goes back to what you were saying. It's you don't immediately get that reward and reward is not a bad thing. Jesus gives us rewards for believing in him and that's eternity in heaven and in his presence. But I think another side of it is just um, not for everybody, but there's a certain amount of like short sightedness that sometimes comes comes into serving, especially Mm -hmm. with kids ministry where it's like, we, we want you to serve because we need the people like there's legal reasons. You need a correct ratio of adults to kids, stuff yeah. like that. But it's also you are helping build the faith of young people. And most of the time it's like, I just need to be fed right now. I just need to like be in service and just worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lack of eternal focus because ultimately you can worship God wherever you are. You want yeah. to you want to feel something. And I, I get that and I sympathize it. But it's almost transitioning priority Sometimes it's like, yeah. what's more important? Is it more important for me to like get that moment in a worship service today, or is it more important to commit to this? Mm-hmm. And it's not always that you know reductionist, and it's every situation right. is different. And kids ministry is
1: not for everybody. No, it is not. We could say we need all the volunteers in the world. And then we have volunteers come to us and I can just flat out say like, no, this yeah. is not a fit for them. And I'm sorry. Thank you so much for being willing, but mm-hmm. it's just not the right fit. And that's okay. It's learning yeah. to be okay with with that and what you are starting with and what you're working with. Yeah. But I will say that there is nothing greater mm-hmm. than like you were just saying, like you can have that worship moment in service mm-hmm. and that God moment. And it is just the best feeling in the world. It's like you're like floating on air when you're just in his presence mm-hmm. and you're worshiping him. But nothing compares to being in kid service, seeing kids worship and raise their hands and singing a song and feeling God's presence and feeling mm-hmm. God moving there, whether their kids know it or not, right. you know it. And there have been moments where like me and our other teachers, like we've had a moment to step back. And I remember one teacher in particular, she stepped back and she said, she had tears in her eyes. I was trying to hold back tears just watching our kids. It was in the song The Blessing was on. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a, like a holy moment. And I remember mm-hmm. the teacher, she said to me, she said, this is why I do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, exactly. This is why yeah, we do this. that's great. And it's those moments that make it Almost why we stay. You. yeah. Yes, because yeah. it's that one moment. And I remember yeah. that was like a year ago. And I still hold on to that one moment. And those yeah. kids are still in our ministry. And I still... Watch for when that moment's going to happen again because I just pray, like, God, do it again. Do it again. Like, let them experience you because they may not know it, but we know it. And Mm -hmm. even if it's not for the kids, it's for these volunteers that they just had that God moment with you. Right. So thank you for that. And so that's why we do it, and Mm -hmm. that's why I stay in it, and that's why I do it and because I know that this is where God has called me for right now. And I'm so thankful that I was open to the calling when he— when this position opened, and I initially was like, oh, yeah, it'll be temporary. I'm just gonna fill and eat. Um, <laughs> Psych. Yeah, joke's on me because it's been a ride, but I have yeah, loved I it. Mean, and I've learned so much. Let's talk
0: about that. The situation in and of itself of you becoming the kids' pastor was, I'm, I won't say haphazard, but it was just, it wasn't like a thought out, meticulous plan. Yeah. I had accepted a position at Bethel as the worship pastor. And at the time, uh, Pastor Eric also needed a children's pastor, a kids' pastor. And so we we were talking about, you know, everything, the move down here, what that looks like. He was like, oh, quick question. Would your wife ever be interested in doing kids' ministry? I'm going to ask her, but I just, you're on the phone. Let's just let me ask. I was like, I know she did kids' ministry for a while. And I said, I don't know if she would be. (laughs) I
1: I remember when you came to me with that conversation telling me that this was going to be a conversation. And I was like, ha. No, of yeah. course they're going to ask me to be a like right. kid's so pastor.
0: I was, like, I was like, you can, Pastor Eric, ask her, but heads up. And so I told Alyssa, um, and she was like, oh, brother. And then, <laughs> you know, like you just said, you kind of accepted the position under the guise of it's temporary. We're filling the need right now because the church needs it, which, yeah. again, that's what that's what being a pastor is. I'm yeah, kind of
1: jumping anywhere.
0: <laughs> I am trained in, my degree is in youth ministry, but I'm not serving in that capacity. No. It's just filling the need. And so you, you're just like, all right, let's fill the need. I'll fill the need. And what turned out as uh, what be- was just the filling of a need as some random assignment became a passion of yours. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting that God will take something sometimes and he will just completely change you through it. So how have you how has that changed in your brain from it just being an assignment to being like realizing that it is a calling on your life?
1: Yeah, I think it took me a little bit. I would say closer to two years to realize, oh, shoot, like I enjoy this. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be temporary. And this is where I do feel like God wants me because there was moments where I could have said, okay. I'm ready to step back Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to have somebody else do this. Like, let's actually go through the hiring process and find somebody for this. Cause Mm -hmm. pastor Eric did give me the out when he hired me. He said, Hey, listen, do it. I don't ever want to be the person to feel like, because you're the guy, the guy's wife that you have to do this ministry. And so that was absolutely not it. Which again something we were
0: wary of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was really happy that he was even, he was open to that and kind of gave me that out because it, it wasn't just like a here take this job kind of a thing. Right. It was really like hey you are you're educated in this, you're mm-hmm. experienced in this and we need somebody would you be willing to? Mm-hmm. And I was willing and that's kind of where ministry starts is just being willing like you said. Yeah. Um but I think I mean especially with covid happening, like we came in and Over. then covid happened yeah. within 6 months. So <laughs> I think that could have been the perfect time to just um like, move okay, on? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> um, Yeah, because it was, it was well, a process. Well, plus in
0: the the upcoming birth of our second child at that time, too. Yeah, Lena like, was there, like eight months.
1: Yeah. I was like four months, five months pregnant. Yeah, and there were reasons There were reasons, <laughs> so,
0: there were reasons yeah. to move on from this role. Yeah. And there always are. There's always a million and one reasons, and there's reasons to not keep serving in kids' ministry. Mm-hmm. But bringing it back to what you were saying, it comes down to those holy moments with the Lord. Yeah. That these kids, whether or not they know what's happening— you know that they are being changed by their present by his presence, mm-hmm. whether it's implicit, they don't recognize it or explicit, they do recognize it, and they're acknowledging it it's it's about planting those seeds in the kids
1: and I always had that question in my brain, if not me, then who mm-hmm. because I know God will always send someone else, and I know God will always send another volunteer yeah, and he's I know faithful, yeah. yes, He will always send another family, he'll always mm-hmm. send another teacher, He will always be faithful and if I decided to say no, God would send another absolutely pastor, he would, yeah. But I knew, too, that there were things that I had to offer mm-hmm. that maybe the next person couldn't or mm-hmm. that I was really good at or the relationships that I had with the kids, I would have to give up yeah. and somebody else would have to come in. And not only would that person have to restart, these kids would have to restart. Mm. And that's what I had in my brain when I decided, okay, do I want to continue this? Do I want to go full-fledged, 100%, 110% bought in and be the kids pastor and know in my brain and in my heart I'm the kids pastor because there's a difference when you're doing it to fill a need and you're you already are looking you're waiting for the time that you can be finished and Mm. you know that there is a finish line versus when you know I'm not looking for that finish line I'm looking to just keep going Mm. there's a difference in the way you teach and the way way you you build relationships with the kids because there's no, there's no end, end to sight. it. Yeah. Yes. There's you, just yeah. saying, I'm here and I'm here for you and I want to build this relationship with mm-hmm. you. And I'm not thinking, I'm not going to build this relationship with you because I'm going to be gone in two months. Right. So that's kind of the process that it was. Oh, hello.
0: <laughs> Sorry, my phone rang.
1: <laughs> Spam. Um, But that's kind of where mm. I was at and why mm. I decided to kind of stay. And I'm so happy that God worked within me to mm show me the bigger picture and show me and challenge me. There were so many things I had to learn and there, I learned so many things that I enjoyed and I was good at. Yeah. Um, and it was through kids ministry with changing our whole kids area and through Pastor Eric allowing me to flourish. Yeah. And, that
0: was a whole thing.
1: Yeah. And really <laughs> allowing me to be challenged and yeah. grow and have the space to try new things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in kids ministry. That's the funnest, best part is yeah. that I like to give to my team too. Also you, Try whatever you want. Try yeah. it. The name of the game of kids ministry is flexibility. If it doesn't work, who cares? Try something else. Try something new next week. Yeah. Exactly. You Absolutely. just, it is constantly, what what was the term that had, I just mentioned, mentioned recently? There was something I had watched. I don't know, move on. But try new things, mm-hmm. be flexible, and have fun with the kids. And yeah. in the midst of all of it, they will see and experience Jesus.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, one of the interesting things uh, to me about just the Lord in general is we, we take up, we take in so much, right? Always. We're mm-hmm. constantly observing. We're taking it. Life is happening to us. We're going through life. And the thing I find that I love about the Lord is that sometimes he will just, he will test us to see what's in our heart. Mm-hmm. And I think of um, some of the youth that we had and seeing what, it, what comes of them now that they're into adulthood and seeing yeah. where their hearts go. And it's like, What you do, you don't always know that you are planting seeds of faithfulness, of joy, of hope, of love, of worship, of all these things. You don't know that you're doing those things. You
1: don't know your impact.
0: Yeah, you don't know your impact. And years later, sometimes you see that impact and you Mm -hmm. see that there are kids that genuinely love the Lord. And not any person gets one credit for one person. We all know. it's. it's, There's a reason why there's a saying, it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a family. It does. It it does. It's, It's people that step up in the church saying, you know what, I want to serve because I want to be a part of these kids' lives. Yeah. I remember my Royal Rangers coach or, or teacher, coach, whatever his name was, um, uh, Randy, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and he would always, you know, take, teach us how to tie knots. He would take us ice fishing, and he, we would do campfires. And I remember just uh, playing catch on an ice lake in New York with him with a football. Like those little moments that you just remember uh, into adulthood, like that is what you are offering these kids. Yeah. And it's not always, it's not always like it's not altar calls and tears all the right. time in kids ministry, but it's it's impactful. Yeah. It doesn't make it less impactful because it's not those right.
1: Things. And that's what it is. It's showing them they're important. Yeah. And that you gave them your time. You mm-hmm. gave them a listening ear they're to worth hear it. their stories because. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're not talking to you about Jesus. Right. They're telling you about their games I they had a have this Big Mac this and it had
0: three pickles on it.
1: <laughs> yes. No, Emma bringing me her box of Big Mac every single week. Shout out to Emma Capelli this week for her Big Macs that she taunts me with every week. Um, but it's that's what it is. It's building a relationship with them. It's having fun conversations. Mm-hmm. It's talking about their sports and their games. And nine times out of ten, their prayer requests are about those things too. Like, right. does anybody have a praise report? Yeah, I had a sleepover with my friends this week. Or, mm-hmm. I'm going to here. I'm going camping this weekend. Does anybody have a uh, prayer request? Yeah, my my dad hurt his leg. Can you pray with me? Mm. My dog. you have any? prayer requests I get for dogs. Amen. Guys, I pray for dogs so often. All your dogs so are covered. <laughs> don't tell me your dogs aren't going to heaven. <laughs> that's a whole lot of conversation. All your dogs are covered. But seriously, that's what kids' ministry is. It's giving them the time of day. Yeah. And it may not seem like ministry, but that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And you're making them feel important. You're giving them the attention that Jesus would give them. Yeah. He, to the lowliest of people, to... The people that he wasn't even allowed to talk to, he did it anyways. Yeah. And that's what we're doing, is we're talking to people who, would Jesus give his full attention to? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when we're all gone one day, they're going to be here. And I hope you can say I was a part of that. I was yeah. part of teaching that child Jesus It's about who building Jesus a legacy was. with yeah. these
0: kids. It's building building their faith so when they're older, they can stand on their own.
1: And they and, will do it too.
0: Yeah, and so much of that is... It's the most effective when there's parents that come alongside you mm-hmm. and partner with you. I yeah. know your biggest push is, you are you get them on a Sunday and a Wednesday for maybe a max of three and a half hours total a yeah. week, which is not a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents will be like, "Well, if they if they grow up to love the Lord, that's do by hook or by crook by the kids pastor's fault." Yeah, and it's really so much where. This is Kids just pastor, a small portion. Pastor, of, yeah, it it's just, it's such a small portion of their life and they live their lives at home and at school and all these things. So when there's a parent that comes alongside and says, "What can I mm-hmm. do to teach my kid the word and uh, to love Christ at home?" You know that that kid is set up for success.
1: Yeah, I was just watching it was a podcast actually on Instagram and this girl was saying that nowadays they did a study that parents on average Give their child one-on-one attention on average a day, thirty-five minutes. Like mm-hmm. looking at each other face to face, attention, like all ages, thirty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Because the kids are at school for hours, you're out. You're, you're cooking dinner. Yeah. You're doing bath time. You're doing bedtime. You're cleaning the house. You're doing all these things, but actually sitting and looking and talking to your child one-on-one, the average is thirty-five minutes. And then so you got to think on top of that, thirty-five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You have that attention with your kid, and then we get that attention with your kid. When we're actually teaching lessons, basically you get about, our teachers maybe get about 45 minutes to an hour a week Mm -hmm. actually teaching your kids. And that's if they go to both Sunday and Wednesday services. And that's not one-on-one. That's in a group. group, So that's why I push so hard. The two phrases I say the most as a children's pastor is partner with parents. That's what we do as kids' pastors and as kids' teachers. Mm -hmm. Our job is to partner with parents and continue the conversation. Mm. Our parents, our goal for you is to continue the conversation at home. Whatever we are starting here at church, continue at at home. And vice versa. Whatever you are starting at home, our goal is to continue the conversation here. It is not relying on what we do here at church. This is just supplemental to what you're Mm -hmm. doing at home. And if you're not doing it at home, come the time of youth group when they are at that mature age where they're going to start pushing back and they're going to say, do I really want to go to church? Do I really believe in Jesus? What is this whole thing about? Do I feel God? Do I know God? Does he really love me? Am I this? Am I that? There's going to be a lot of questions and curiosity that come into play. And it's happening in middle school. It's happening in elementary school. Earlier and earlier, these kids are asking these questions. So Mm -hmm. if we are not, starting it at home and really starting our ministry to our families at home first come middle school. When those kids are giving you pushback and don't want to go, go to youth group, we can't be asking why. Yeah. You know why Yeah, it it has to be started at home and it may not be a conversation, but it may just be your example that you're leading. Are you, are you going to church? Are you serving in church? Are you staying connected? Are you saying, you know what? I'm constantly going to grow. I'm going to be a part Mm -hmm. of a life group. Let's go help. It doesn't even have to be part of your church. Let's go donate some things that we have. Let's go help the homeless Mm -hmm. over at this agape, like the center. Like there are so many different things you can do to show Jesus to your kid without ever shoving him down your throat, Mm -hmm. and their throat. And that's where it starts. It starts by an example of just doing and being and showing Jesus's love and the actual fruits of the spirit and what he teaches, the truths in the Bible, his truth. That starts by leading by example, and when you start doing that, it'll feed into who they are as little humans, and that will be who they grow into be as adults, adults yeah. who love Jesus, who just naturally work and show who Jesus is in their life without feeling like, I have to figure this out now. It's right. just kind of a natural thing that happens. because well,
0: they've been walked alongside as they were figuring out at a yeah. younger age.
1: Yeah, and they start bearing the fruit early.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Kids ministry yeah is the whole thing
1: yep it is
0: i I as a very biased person I'm very thankful you are you're Bethel's kids pastor yeah. I think the kids ministry here is doing very well we you always need like you can always have more resources, more volunteers more you know everything, but you've got such a good team you've got such a good group of people, a group of kids who you love and that love being here so mm-hmm. i'm it's 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 great to have that as as a church. And it's great for the families that come to our church where they know that if I leave my kids here, they are going to learn, they are going to learn the word. Yeah. No matter what, they're going to learn the word. Yeah. But it's also important that we as parents, you know, continue that conversation at home. So Mm -hmm. thank you for being a part of this. We want to explore kids ministry a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I think that's it for this episode of You Got This. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Adios. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of You Got This. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to talk to somebody, email us at podcast at BethelNE.com and make sure you share this episode with everybody that you know. Subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss the next episode of You Got This, and we'll see you there.